This podcast was recorded in 2018 with Ulysses, who helps entrepreneurs get stories and messages and build credibility on big publications across the whole world. Since the podcast, he has gone on to manage the publicity of clients worth up to $100 million. There is tons of value in today's podcast, so be sure to listen all the way through. And if you're interested in getting free resources that ensure that we can build out your sales system, head to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash free, where you will get all resources designed for founders just like you. With that said, let's get into today's show. Ulysses, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Let's tell the listeners what it is that you do. Yeah, so um, by the way, I'm doing great. Um, What I do is I help entrepreneurs get their story, get their message, help them build credibility on some of the biggest publications in the world. So like Forbes, Inc., Entrepreneur, Fast Company, like you name it, those big sites, we get them interviewed. Um, and essentially, like we we help them establish them as like the go to expert in their field. Sweet, awesome. So, how did you get into that? And also, do you want to tell the listeners how old you are as well? Yes, so I'm 21, but I have a beard, so it looks like I'm a lot older. Well, I'm um, 21 guess, as well, and people always think that I'm 15. So you got you got away with that one there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd rather I'd much rather be like 15, <laughs> just because like they're even like older for some reason. But um, yeah. So like the way I got into it is is I saw an ad online and it was like, it was mainly on YouTube. I saw a video. It was not Ty Lopez, but it was something of that sort. It was something, they were talking about like the dream, right? They showcase like their car, their big house, the beautiful wife and all that type of stuff. So when I saw the ad as a, as a 17 year old, I was like, I want that. You know what I mean? I want that. Um, so like that ad itself kind of brought me to the realization of like, Oh, there's online marketing. Like you can actually make money online and coming from a small town of like 10,000 people, you don't really have that, that, that thought in your head. Right. And if it never pops up in your head, then you're probably never going to be able to achieve something like that just because it doesn't come you know, to mind. You don't know what so, you don't know. Exactly. Exactly. hundred percent. So I'm really grateful that I saw that ad, like regardless if it was like, um, bad promoting or bad promotion it was it changed my life so after that you know i started like diving deep into online marketing i like studied that like crazy i'm the type of person that i like to know what i'm doing before yeah. i start because i don't like to make unnecessary mistakes okay um i get that what from did my you dad. do what did you do to learn what was your first steps in order to start learning yeah great question so i just i i needed to know what online marketing was right? So there's PPC, there's email marketing, there's conversions, there's a sales funnel, all that type of stuff. So I was just like reading books. Um, I mainly read Neil Patel's blog. So are you familiar with Neil Patel? I absolutely love him. And uh, his daily podcast is so, so good. It is. It is. Um, He's, he's, he's like the very first online marketer that I ever found because of that, that dude is like my idol. Um, (laughs) If I ever, if you ever told me to work for him, I would work for him. Like He's like the guy for me. I love him as well. Uh, He's epic. Anyone who's listening to this right now, uh, you got to check him out no matter what it is that you do, no matter what your business is, what industry you're in, because what he teaches can be applied to absolutely everything. Agreed. He, he's like one of the pioneers, like kind of yeah. like one of the godfathers of like online marketing. He's awesome. Um, he, he ranks for online marketing, like number one and number three, with two <laughs> different websites. So that's pretty epic. That is amazing. Um, wow. <laughs> 
Yeah. So I, I did like all my research. I just dove into his blog. I learned a ton of stuff. And then I started um, going to like these big companies and, and pretty much like just saying boldly, like I will outwork your entire team. Um, now it didn't work all the time, but it worked for some people because they didn't have like a massive team. So they had like a team of seven, a team of eight. Um, and I would outwork them. I would just constantly work. And, and I knew other stuff just because I was constantly learning. And they kind of thought like they knew it all or because they're in the space, like there's no room for improvement. So after that, I got invited to write on, on Entrepreneur Magazine, on Influensive, on the Huntington Post. And as I, as I was writing there, I learned like there was a huge market for that. Like people, like people, it's like in my business, I don't have to sell anybody to like want to hire me. Usually it's just like a price point. Because yeah. it's something that they really want. And they can see uh, that you've done it for yourself. And like, because you've built this personal brand, they can see, okay, this is guy, this guy's done it. I'm literally going to come straight to him. You don't need to go to anybody, hand in your CV. It's not like the old fashioned way of getting a job. These brands are coming to you because they want you yeah. to do it for them because they can see your skills and you have shown so evidently that you're so good at what you do. I, I agree. I agree. And if they, come to, if they come to us, it's a lot easier to sell because I'm not going to them and be like, oh, you need this. Right. They already know they need it. One of my very first clients was like Jack Vale. He has like over a million subscribers yeah. on YouTube, all that type of stuff. And he actually bought the domain name forestgump.com. So that's like a famous movie. And I had no idea that it was a famous movie. So he <laughs> asked me to like build that website for him. And I built it. And then like, uh, and then like six months later, they made us watch that um, at, in, in school. So I was like, what the heck? Like I literally created that, that site. You know what I mean? I was telling all my friends and whatever. And they were like, no, you didn't. And I was like, yes, I did. Uh, um, but yeah, like that's what I was doing beforehand. That is so funny. That's really cool. And it just shows that, you know, you were actively educating yourself in order to learn how to do things and how to make money online. It's not like you just kind of, you know, you, it seems that you like really just were testing out the waters to see what you really liked before kind of diving deep into one particular thing. So how did you, so how did you kind of get into what is exactly that you're doing now? I know you said that you kind of got work and you had the opportunity yeah. to start writing for Forbes and stuff. How did you do that? Cause I can imagine that is a dream of a lot of people. Yeah, honestly. And it was a dream of mine. Like maybe like, that's one of the reasons why I went, I went for it. Cause I understood like, I like, Anybody at that time at 17 and 18, I was like, if you're on Forbes, like you are the, you are, can I cuss? Yeah. Okay. I was like, if you were on Forbes, like you are in the, you are the shit. You know what yeah. I mean? I was like, damn, like that is epic. So I just made it my mission. I was like, whatever, it, whatever it is, like I'm going to get on there. Cause that, that for me is like, I made it, you know? Um, and literally once I got on these publications, doors opened up for me. Um, I kid you not. I was doing some cool stuff with like websites and, and conversions and all that type of stuff. And nobody cared. It yeah. wasn't until I started writing for these publications where people actually like handed me things, um, opened up doors for me, wanted to connect with me. I actually became a somebody and people gave me the time of day. Right. And when people give you the time of day, your success rate just like increases automatically. So the fact that things were getting easier for me, I was like, this is it. Like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's because, you know, your personal brand is, seems very well established, obviously, if you're writing in Forbes, Entrepreneur, all the other mags that you said. So, okay. First steps for anybody who perhaps wants to maybe either get featured or start writing, what would you say to do? Or is it kind of one of these things where you need to know the people? Right. Right. Okay. That's a good question. So a lot of people think that you need to know people at these publications. Um, but that's not true. Like, a, like we have a team that just, um, they don't know like a lot of these people at these publications, but they know how to pitch and they wow. know how to, how to do it 
it right because we uh, like we've taught them that. Um, so that that way, like eighty percent of the people that we contact have never talked to us before, and yet they'll still feature our clients. So the the number one thing that you should do is position yourself correctly. So a lot of the work has to be done before you even start trying to contribute, or before you start to get, or before you try to get interviewed. Um, and that means is like there should be little to no barriers on why that other person should want to feature you. So for example, if they say, "Oh, I'm too busy, I don't have time," the regular person would be like, "Oh, it's okay, you know, no worries. Like, I'll, you know, I'll um, I'll contact somebody else." But what you should do is eliminate that barrier. Like you should be like, oh, if you have no time, no worries. Like I'll write the entire piece if you want me to. I know the guidelines, all that type of stuff. I'll hire a writer. Um, I'll get it done for you in a way so you don't have to do any work like that. And then, you know, give them that. Or like, for example, um, if they say you don't have enough credibility, what you should do is get on smaller publications and build up that credibility. So that way there's that barrier is eliminated. Right. So every kind of obstacle that they put in your way, just eliminate those one by one. And then you'll find it's a lot easier to get on these publications. Okay. I absolutely love that. And this is really interesting for me as well, because I feel like um, for kind of magazines like Forbes, Entrepreneur, it's typically people will kind of pitch themselves and they'll get featured and all this stuff now. But in the UK and in like some smaller magazines, I don't know, like the Daily Mail or Cosmopolitan yeah. and all that stuff, I've had it where they just featured me just by they've seen an Instagram post of mine, right? And I've never actually pitched any of these publications in order to feature me. So yeah. it, it seems to be like, because obviously Entrepreneur, Forbes, all that stuff, they're bigger publications. And so they probably need to know, you know, this person's serious, this person's out there hungry for it. And so do you feel like it's, normally that the person like let's say the influencer is pitching the publication or the publication just takes a story and just writes it yeah so okay that's a yeah man that's another great question so wow um, that's, that's that's why i'm a podcast host you know <laughs> yeah. yeah so i'd say you're one of you like one of the rare people that get contacted to like you know get on these publications okay. because for the majority of us it just it doesn't happen like that sure um i honestly wish it would you know but unless you're like really solidified in your niche and everybody in the world knows you as that they will not come to you okay this uh, is a really good point really good point as well because i'm all about you guys say niche we say niche same thing you know but um yeah, i'm yeah. all about getting so set on what it is that your niche is getting crystal clear with your vision and this doesn't only help you you know with gaining followers and becoming you know an authority figure within your niche but Evidently, as you just said, it also helps with you getting featured in other publications. It helps you. It helps you in everything, right? Yeah, it does. It does. I agree with you 100%. Like, you should totally um, niche down or niche, niche down. down. The riches yeah. are in the niches. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, that's why, that's why we, we only do, like, publications and not podcasts, not TV, not any of that type of stuff because we need to niche down in what we're good at. So if anybody thinks about publications, like, boom, they go to us. Yeah. Right? If to monopolize then our quality of delivery will be like will, won't be as good as somebody else that just niches down yeah exactly so. it's like it's like um if you think about kind of tablets and painkillers and stuff if there's just a normal ibuprofen then you know everyone's gonna see that no one's gonna be like whoa i really need that but if there's a if someone has a migraine and they see an, a migraine relief tablet 
then they'll get the migraine relief tablet. But little do they know is that the ibuprofen and the migraine relief tablet have the exact same ingredients. And so this yeah. is where, you know, this migraine relief tablet has literally chosen their niche. They've gone all in on it and they can charge seven times the price. I was literally doing a bit of market research the other day on this. And yeah, it's true. They charge seven times the price. So that is insane. Yeah. And yeah, that's why you've got a niche down. So obviously you said, you know, when you're pitching yourself, now what could, what, what could be some kind of guidelines for somebody, let's say, and also actually quick question before I ask you about the guidelines when it comes to pitching yourself is, do you think that everybody can get featured or do you think it's only a particular genre of person? And if it is a particular genre of person, I do think it's the type of person who's listening to the podcast. Cause this is obviously all about, you know, business, self-development, entrepreneurship, all that. But what makes someone stand out? How would you like to see if Impact School can help you double your sales this year? If so, just go over to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash apply and you'll land on a short form whereby you can apply to see if we can help you double your sales this year while getting out of the day-to-day. That's what we like to do best, so impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash apply and I look forward to welcoming you into Impact School. Anybody can get featured. So if there's not like a specific type of person. The main reason people do not get featured is because they don't think they're worthy though. That's the main thing. Like if they see like, oh, I'm not, um, I'm not worthy enough to getting featured, like they won't even try. Yeah. Right? Like that's the main reason why they don't get featured because everybody has a story. Everybody has an angle. Either regardless if you're like, like incredibly good at it, it doesn't matter because you, you have an experience that you can share. You have some sort of credibility. Even if you're not a business person, you have some sort of life experience that you can share that somebody else will find very, um, you know, valuable to their lives. So if you are listening to this podcast, I'm telling you right now, you can get featured. But the main reason you have not gotten featured is because you have not gone for it. And getting featured will change your life. Like, like I, I, I will preach it again. Nobody cared about me at all until I started getting on these publications. And then life became easier. Like people gave, people wanted me to, ha- to, to get on. People wanted me to, um, to write for them. People, it was just, it was a lot easier and influencers do have it easier. I'm not saying I'm one, but I'm saying like, um, the people that have a name, cause that's what everybody does. That's what the big people don't tell you. Right. They say like, Oh yeah, do a funnel, do this, do that. But what they don't tell you is like, because they have that name, they're e- It's easier to sell. Yeah. Personal right. Brand. Like Grant that's what it's all about. things because yeah. Yeah, personal brand is huge. And it's just because, you know, you and I have obviously seen how important it is, how much it's changed our lives, but then also how much it's changed our clients' lives. And so, yeah, I mean, personal branding is massive. So, okay, it comes to now this person's, like, this person's, let's just say they're at the very beginning stages. Like, they're they're just starting on their whole personal branding journey. They're still in their nine to five. This is their side hustle. Perhaps they're really interested in fitness. They want to become a fitness influencer, maybe. And so they're like, okay, I really want to get featured because I know that this is going to skyrocket me in the world of fitness. But what do I do? So, I mean, I don't know. I'm just going to take a stab in the dark here. But like my best guess would be is like they have to get crystal clear on their brand story. Now, what is it that you would kind of, what is it that you would kind of advise to these people? Yeah. So I would, I would see how does fitness and entrepreneurship connect Right. So that's like, how can you tie that in so that you can become like the influencer or the expert on that? Right. So I would say this entrepreneurs have a horrible time at keeping up with their health. Right. They're kind of known for not sleeping right, not eating right, um, not being family oriented, all that type of stuff, because they're fully just 
diving in into their business. Yeah, interestingly you say that just quickly because obviously yeah. I've just transitioned away from just doing fitness type content to now doing entrepreneurship and kind of personal branding content. And it's really interesting for me because I used to, my whole mindset used to be, oh, fitness, fitness, fitness. I would prioritize fitness over everything and like my health over everything, right? Whereas now I'm kind of moving over to the world of business. It's like, God, I, I really see now why there's such a struggle for entrepreneurs because, you know, my priorities have shifted massively and it's just a really interesting topic for me. So maybe I'll do a whole entire podcast about that. But yeah, like what you were saying, I mean, it is so true. Entrepreneurs are terrible at taking care of their health, both physical and mental. So sorry, I interrupted you there. No, <laughs> Please good. proceed. Oh, good. <laughs> this is good. It's like a conversation. I like yeah, it. Yeah, I love it. I love it. So like, you know, you could do this as well. Like you could talk about, so if you wanted to get featured on Forbes or on any, any publication, just talk about like how to stay healthy while running like a seven figure business or how to stay healthy. Should I see if your strategy works? I'm going to test it. I'm going to test it. And then let me know, let me know what happens. I will do. Okay, sweet. It's a plan. So do that. And then also, um, like collaborate with other entrepreneurs that are like big space that have massive companies and teach them how to be healthy while, while running their business. Because then you have case studies. And if you have case studies, you can use that and then use that as leverage to get into the publications. Because they're always going to ask for like credibility. Love it. Love it. Okay, sweet, sweet. And then, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you have to, I guess it's like you, like you mentioned at the very, very beginning of the podcast, it's like getting your brand positioning clear and knowing which yeah. kind of angle that you want to come at it from. Because if you're like just you don't have some clear angle then it's like why am I gonna why am I gonna bother featuring you you know the the people who write and I actually have a question because um somebody sent me a dm the other day and his name was Jake and he was like hey Lauren I love your story I really want to feature you I write for Huffington Post Forbes and Entrepreneur and so I was like okay sick like I replied to him and I was like hey man that sounds awesome I'd absolutely love to chat and then so he basically we started chatting on whatsapp right And then he asked me for 2K. And I was like, okay, this is really interesting because you reached out to me asking if you could feature my story and now you're asking me for money. So is this something that goes down a lot? Like how does it typically work? How does that go on? Yeah, so that's actually an illegal practice. That's what. So that's exactly what I said because I, I I have a friend who writes for Forbes as well, and so yeah. I WhatsApped her straight away because she's from the states, and I was like, okay, maybe it's different over in the states because in the UK, I'm as far as I know, it's illegal to kind of um, essentially pay someone to get featured because you know they should want to feature you for free, and it's kind of that whole thing with politics, isn't it? Like you could then get yeah. people to write stories on your side. So anyway, so then I messaged her, and she said that it's quite common practice, and I was so shocked. So it's actually so, okay. illegal. Yeah, it's illegal, but um, there's a whole underground world of it. Of course. Yeah. Like, like um, and, and my business, we almost went out of business two years ago because we were doing this. Oh. So I was being, I was being investigated by all of the staff at the major publications. No way. Like, yeah, like we had, um, we had like the staff from Entrepreneur. They were contacting all of my um, clients. Um, they were going to write bad press about me. They were going to put legal charges because I was just like, like promoting the heck out of it. Right. Cause for me, I saw it as a win-win. Like if I got a client that paid me 5,000 or whatever, I would pay 2000 to the writer. I'd make 3000 of it. The writer would get paid. Everybody's happy. Yeah. That's what I thought. That's yeah. not how it works though. Um, cause there's like biases and in, in stuff like that. So I, I was so grateful that they did not press charges that they did not write bad press about me. I got a slap on the wrist of it. But because of that, I learned like the, I learned the hard way that, um, all that type of stuff is illegal. 
Wow. So wow. people get blacklisted because of that. That means they will not be able to write at any publication. Like I got, I got removed from every single publication that I wrote for. They, they all talk to each other. Yep. So um, I, got re- I got removed from everything. And then if you get blacklisted, you can't even get featured again. No way. Right? So, yeah, because they're all scared to feature you for the fact that like they might lose their, their account. Right. So, yeah, it's a highly illegal practice, but it, it's it's I, I don't do it anymore. So I don't know if it's common or not, but I'm pretty sure it still happens. OK, so that's interesting. So for anybody who's actually listening to the podcast right now, if anyone comes to you asking for you to pay them, for you for them to feature you, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Yeah, don't it's, do all, it. <laughs> it's all about that organic kind of getting featured and stuff, because, you know, I guess at the end of the day, it's also going to be a better story because it shows that that person has truly, truly, you know, researched you and all that stuff. So, okay, cool. Really interesting. So now talk to me a little bit about your actual business and how it is that you guys function, because obviously you're a 21 year old business owner, just the exact same age as me as well. So that's really cool. Um, but I'd love to know about, you know, how, 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 how does your business like, you know, what's the structure of it? Have you got employees and what's the kind of day to day? Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. So actually I just learned this like, like last year. Um, cause for the longest time I was just a solopreneur and I thought that was the way to go. Like if I just do it myself, I can crush anybody and everybody. But what you find is like by doing it yourself for like years, um, you're going to get worn out, right? Like you need a team behind you. Yeah, and that's only so far you can go, you know, you can't, you can't scale to the heights that you really want to be at. Unfortunately, the rest of this podcast was cut short, but stay tuned because each episode we have to be uploaded will have some amazing guests with some killer value. And remember to receive all your free resources that ensure that we can build out your sales system, head to impactschoolpodcast.com forward slash free. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Be sure to follow Lauren on at Lauren Tickner, share this podcast, hit that subscribe button, and we'll see you in the next one.